Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of the Triple E Podcast. I am your host, Host Chelsea, also known as Crispy on the Internet, and with me today, the fifth place finisher, we have Jacqueline. Hello. And like I was saying a bit earlier, like the way you were voted out, very weird. But also, yeah, like obviously should have happened. Shocked that it it almost didn't, to be honest. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of my boot last season in the sense of like on paper, like it seems like the obvious choice. And then right. the way it happened was a bit strange, but. Exactly. Your ideal bootless position, because I checked it la uh, when I was comparing it with this season's stuff. Mm -hmm. You were literally last on the ideal bootless. Like you were supposed to be first out. But then for yeah. some reason you didn't get targeted. I mean, you got targeted, but it wasn't like, obviously they didn't really gain much ground. Yeah. That's then, interesting. I didn't think that that would, yeah. But now this season, like you know, you're you're obviously one of the you know the two biggest threats. You and Danny are, according to the jury, like if one of you get to the end, you're gonna win. And now the people there, like Chris, almost keeps you, and then yeah. he doesn't last second through you know because doing Chris things. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to <laughs> summarize the behavior right. that round. But I guess the. The best place I feel like to start would be exactly how you approached the situation right after Ashley got blindsided. Because you obviously did not know that was happening. Yeah, um, I don't think I approached it in the best way. I was very angry. And like I think my anger was a little, I, I don't want to say irrational. I think that it was one of those things where it's like, I was so caught up in the moment and realizing that like I was really screwed and everybody was pretty forward with the fact that I was screwed, but I just like got angry and didn't realize that like maybe it made sense that I was screwed for everybody else. But after the results went up, I had messages from Danny who was upset, understandably because I had been lying to her um, and also just upset because everybody else had been lying to her too. And then messages from Bobby John trying to explain himself and Sebastian apologizing and then Chris being like, why did you vote for me? It, it was just a whole lot that I think just turned into me being very angry at Bobby John specifically. I don't really think deserved any of my anger. Like I kind of realized after like we had had our original conversation after it all went down that I was like, I don't think I crossed any lines, but I think like it was one of those situations where you just kind of let everything just like release in a way that like might feel healthy at the time, but like really isn't productive in terms of kind of expressing those emotions. Right. But um, him and I talked about it afterwards and we were fine and everything was good. But my initial reaction to the blind side was just to be angry. And then after I woke up and had released all that anger, I was like, okay, I really have to either win immunity or figure something out here. And then obviously Danny won immunity as she's been doing pretty consistently. Um, and then I was like, well, I'm screwed because Bobby Don at that point had already told me that like the plan is if Danny loses immunity, they'll go for her. If she wins immunity, I'm going to be the next one out. So at that point, I'm like, well, Bobby John seems really set on this. Sebastian and Bobby John seem really set on going to the end with each other in general. So my best bet is probably going to be Chris. So at that point, I talked to Danny, who seemed really interested in keeping me. And then... I kind of had to create this plan of like, I'm going to go to Chris and just explain how he is screwed. I, I think Danny was actually the original one that kind of brought up the angle to go with because she was like, well, just tell him that if 
I leave and they have to go to fire making after I win immunity next round, he's going to have to compete in fire making. And then I was like, well, he's not going to beat Sebastian or Bobby John because Bobby John and Sebastian both like plowed their way through the safari posting. And I actually right, don't yeah, even exactly. know if tiebreaker would have been like a posting challenge. I feel like it usually is, but that's it, just kind of like, an... it was. So it's okay. safe to assume. Yeah. So I guess that was kind of like what I went in with it. And then I was like, also, I think Sebastian has had the most strategic control, which I kind of stand by that. But also after like entering the jury and realizing that I don't think anybody really cares, I, it was just another situation of like, well, I latch onto something even if it wasn't necessarily correct. Yeah, we'll definitely get into Sebastian specifically a little bit more later. But yeah, I basically just talked to Chris and... He seemed really receptive. I sent him like this huge long paragraph. I think I posted it in my confessional, basically just detailing like every potential outcome if I leave. And I guess my main selling point was like, okay, Sebastian has had 10 times more strategic control on this merge than I have. And you also risk going into final four with Danny probably winning immunity and Bobby John and Sebastian being a pair. And then I told him, like, I think that if he doesn't want me in Final 3, he can send me to fire making or just vote me out. But bottom line is, I would rather be 4th place than 5th, and I think he would rather be a finalist than 4th place. And he was receptive to it for a bit, and then he was talking to me and Sebastian around the same time, kind of around, like, I want to say, like, noon, and he was like, I'm going to like spend 30 minutes just kind of thinking this through. I will let you know what happens. And then he talked to Danny and was like, I'm leaning towards keeping Jacqueline. And then he told me like, because he originally was like, yeah, I'm going to like show up in like two hours from now. And then or it was like an hour or something. And I will tell you like where my head is at basically. And then literally like a few minutes later, he's like, I'm keeping you by the way. And then like just having this whole on like exchange basically with himself. And at that point I was like, okay, well I'm good. And then like, I just kind of kept talking to him and he kept talking to me about how Sebastian and Bobby John were like really upset that he was even considering it. And I guess at that point I didn't want to react that same way. Cause I could tell he was reacting negatively to that. And like, understandably. So I think, when you're this late in the game and like the solution, and I'm guilty of this myself too. I think a lot of people are when they're, they make it this far and they get this passionate about a game. I think when it comes to like campaigning for themselves, they go into that petty, like, well, if you do this, I'm not voting for you, or this will be like a big right. mistake or going to be seen as a goat and just kind of like approaching it in a way that's like very aggressive. So I was like, okay, well, if they're approaching him that way, I'm going to do the opposite and just be like, look like they're just reacting because they're emotional about it like he is afraid he's going home so he's getting angry and he's taking that on you and then i think i said something dramatic i don't really think that they bullied chris by any means but like the way he was reacting to it he was upset so i was like okay well don't let them bully you into making a decision if you feel that this is the right decision then make it well and of course uh, that decision would have been keeping you so like you don't want to have it make that yeah so so it's like I don't know. I wanted to make him feel comfortable and like gameplay wise. Yeah, obviously I wanted to stay, but I also didn't want him to like feel as though the only reason he was going to make the decision to potentially vote me was because two other people still in the game is like wanted that. Like, obviously that was their ideal final three situation at the time. So of course they're going to push for that, but I don't know. 
I guess my line of thinking was like convince him that the way they're reacting is just more reason to basically keep me. And I think for a while that worked. I think the fact that I was keeping calm and collected and just kind of reassuring him that this was the right decision in a way that wasn't like, oh, you're going to make a big mistake if you vote me out, Chris. I think he appreciated that. And I had also told him like the night before when we were talking that I would be disappointed if I left, but I wouldn't be angry with him. Because I think the approach to Chris, like, in general after the Ashley boot was that everybody was kind of, like, angry at him at some point. And I think that was clearly getting to him, especially because he kind of already felt like he couldn't go to the end with somebody that he had been with for a while. And that same person was reacting negatively to a decision he made. So I think, I guess, I, I, I didn't start the round wanting to be upset with him. I wanted him to know that, like, okay, I've already been told by two people that I'm probably leaving this round. If that's what you feel is best for your game, okay, I'm not going to be upset with you. But I want, like, the courtesy of knowing. And I guess that's kind of where, at the end of the round, my anger came out because right. he switched last minute. And obviously, I'm sure there is plenty that was going on behind the scenes more than, like, those last 10 minutes. But that's when I found out about it. So obviously I was a little upset that like I spent the entire day talking to him and being convinced that I was fine. And he basically said, I am not writing your name down. And at final five, when there's no prizes in place, I just feel like a blind side's unnecessary. But yeah. I mean, again, like you said, he explicitly said, you're fine. Like I'm keeping yeah. you. And it's like, I, I understand that things change and I understand that like he could have been thinking about it all throughout the day. And like that I would get it. If he had told me at the beginning, of the day that he just literally wanted to kind of think about it the rest of the day, I'd be fine with that. I would let him talk to me about it. If he wanted space, I would give it to, give it to him. I, at that point, I was so convinced that I was going to be going home and that Chris like voting with me was such a long shot. But I was like, if like, I will say what I have to say and that will be my last like ditch effort. And then if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But obviously he convinced me that it could happen and told me it would happen and then took that back last minute. So right. I got angry. Where he did say he was going to vote you, sort of, just like you said, didn't really... Timing-wise, yeah. wasn't exactly ideal when it happened. Yeah. But at this point, it's like, like you said, it was not a great decision for him to keep me to begin with. So right. I think now that a couple days have passed. Yeah, and it's, of course, very different from the perspective of, like, you know, a viewer or host perspective where we, we see what the jury's saying, like, we know what's going on, we know everybody's opinions. But in yeah. the game, the perception is different. And, yeah. like, to touch upon what you were talking about with Sebastian, like, again, in, in the game, Sebastian, to you, it seemed like, at least in your confessional, was definitely more of a threat than it seems like he is to the jury. Oh, yeah, and I mean, like, I... I guess the only thing I can really like base my decision off of is like how I would vote as a juror. And I guess like how I am voting as a juror or like what I'm at least considering as a juror. Like when I was in the game, it's like, okay, well, yes, you can make the argument that Sebastian like will just disappear at like 8 p.m. and be like, I'm going at a walk and then like not come back until the following morning. But right. I think for me with this cast, it was so positive when it came to like everybody socially like i entered this merge and really didn't have an issue with anybody on a personal level there were a couple people like kelly and tina that i didn't feel like i really connected with to the same length as i did with a lot of the other cast members but like overall it was very positive feelings i didn't dislike anybody there were no conversations that i felt were like 
so uncomfortable that like I would be making decisions based off of that. So I guess from my perspective, it's like, well, Sebastian isn't talking to everybody, but he's talking to me enough to where I would I wouldn't use that against him. And what I'm seeing is somebody that successfully found two idols. He had his connection with me, which I don't want to take full credit for it, but like definitely helped him get into the safari as far as he did, or at least that's my perception. I don't know. I thought I gave him the password, so maybe he found it before then. But but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I understand where everybody's coming from when it comes to like their distaste of Sebastian, but I guess my experience specifically with him was fine. So when I was in the game, it was like, well, if I'm thinking this, maybe other people could be thinking it. And even if it's not necessarily what the jury is thinking, I'm going to pretend that it's a possibility because that might be the only way I survive this. Yeah, of course. And yeah, like I said, at that point, you might as well just say whatever you need to say in order to be able to stick around, no matter yeah. how much of a long shot it is. And again, it almost worked. You're very close. Yeah, so close. So, and and in the past, like you've, you've had moments like that where you really should be going, but then, you know, you ask two people to throw pity votes and it works out. Or yeah. like, you know, you're able to just pull something off and that's just, you know, it's a testament to you as a player. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. And it, but again, unfortunately, it doesn't always work out that way where people make the wrong decision actively. And yeah. Chris, of course, did seem to you know immediately followed you now that he's just been yeah. eliminated now that we know who the final three is. I guess I don't know the details of it, though, because on one end, it's yeah. like, OK, well, I want to be like, well, I told you so. But at the same time, it could have been literally it's, anything. Danny yeah, he'll he'll like, explain it more. Yeah. When we talk to him, it's it, it it wasn't quite as simple as just like, oh, everyone's like Chris has to go at this point. Yeah. But again, I'll let him do that for his interview. Yeah. And I do think that like I will probably talk to Chris at some point soon. I know I was very right, upset. Yeah. I was very dramatic, like mellow dramatic the night that I left and being like, <laughs> this is the worst thing anybody's done to me from a game perspective. But like, I was just feeling it. Right. That's it's a bit dramatic. It's fine. At I don't want him to feel. Yeah. Like he personally attacked you or anything. Yeah, like it was. It's like no it, is, big deal. it was within the game, and yeah. it, it did seem like, like to Chris's credit, like he obviously wasn't very happy about how it all went down either. Yeah, and I think part of like after I've had some time to think about it, that was part of why I was like, well, maybe you were being a bit, a bit much in response. Like I do feel valid in my frustration that somebody. Right. At, I don't want to say strung along because I do think he genuinely believed that like what I was saying was true and genuinely considered it an option, but like. When he's making the wrong option and going with me, it's hard to really be too upset. I don't know. I don't yeah, want exactly. him to feel as though it was like this big personal thing. I think I may have made it seem more personal than it was, but obviously it was more just a a poor handling of the round. But I mean, really nothing that happens like crossing any lines. Like he voted me out when I should have gone. Right. So. And it, it does give interesting parallels to what happened last season with your Blood vs. Water partner and Eliza. And she brought it up in the in the VL that even then she was like, it wasn't nearly as bad as what happened with you. But, yeah. you know, Gavin's telling her like, hey, like I might be keeping you. And then all of a sudden when you really had no reason to like Eliza yeah. very obviously should have gone. Well, Michelle should have gone there, but that's beside the point. <laughs> uh, so Eliza would have realistically made sense to go there, but then Gavin was still telling her, like, hey, you know what, maybe there's still a chance, and then, mm -hmm. you know, last minute, it happens. But at the same time, it's a careful balance between telling somebody, hey, I'm voting you out, sorry, there's nothing you can do, and maybe sound like a dick when you say that, but at the same time, you yeah. don't want to give too much hope. So it's how do you balance that? I think that's a good point, too, though, because, I mean, part of why I was so angry at Bobby John, like, the night that Ashley left was because he immediately told me I was screwed. So it's like, well... 
I could be upset with Chris because he kind of like led me to believe I was fine all day, but like had he done what everybody else was doing, I probably would have been just as mad. I just would have known right, yeah. the fate a lot earlier than I did. Yeah, which it's, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it's kind of like a no-win situation for them. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the case with any organ and in Survivor in general. It's mm-hmm. how soon, if at all, do you tell somebody? Because if you lie, you have these, he's like, oh, well, it's a game. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like, you know, at Final Five, there are no items. Everybody knows there are no items. And at that point, like, the only reason to lie would be in case they're worried about you trying to flip something, which. Yeah, which <laughs> I guess. Well, I guess it did almost happen. Yeah. yeah. Maybe theoretically, if Bobby, John, and Sebastian weren't as upfront about it as they were at the beginning, maybe you wouldn't have had time to try flipping Chris. But yeah. also, maybe you would have tried flipping him anyway, because it would have just made sense. Who knows? Yeah. But it is, it was very weird seeing you also be the last uh, original member of, of that Kibo tribe standing. Like, you know, actually going yeah. before you didn't really make a lot of sense at the time to a lot of the jurors. Mm-hmm. But there, I, there was, you know, there were pros and cons to it. Obviously, now Danny being in the end... A little bit unfortunate, but at the same time, not like they could have yeah. got rid of Danny instead. Yeah, I think that's kind of been the tough part about the past couple of boots is that like Danny was kind of everybody's ideal choice. Like, obviously, I love her. I'm very excited that she's made to the end. But like, had she been vulnerable, I would have probably gone for her. She was the biggest competitive threat um, ever since Ethan left. She's kind of been seen as like the winner of the season. And while I think that you could definitely make an argument that. I don't want to discredit Danny here because I do think she's played a good game. I do think she suffers from what like a lot of like end game threat people suffer from when it comes to being targeted is that people kind of over exaggerate everything she's done. And it's like, she breathes and it's like, Oh my God, she can't make it to the end or she'll win. Right. But like I said, I think she was kind of everybody in this final six is like ideal boot. And had she lost at any point, I think things would have been a little bit different, but so you think it started at about F6, so after the HOH? Well... At least for you. Yes, yes and no. Um, I think definitely for me, that's when it started. That's when I, I would have liked to see her leave. Um, but ever since Ethan left, because I think Ethan kind of, like, made his rounds. I don't, I don't know who all he talks to, but, like, the general vibe was that, like, whenever I talked to Ashley about it, she'd be like, well, Ethan brought it up or Bobby John, I think it was Bobby John that said that actually, everybody was just really convinced that Danny was threatening in some way. And it ended up being true because after Tina and Deb left, she won literally, excuse me, literally everything, so. But even after Deb left, after Tina left. Yeah. So, but yeah, which, you know, it kind of came out of nowhere, honestly, like even looking at some of the past like immunity challenges, she wasn't Mm -hmm. exactly like at the top of every single one, but you know, sometimes she's the right combination of people. Yeah, for sure. I think this is just an instance where everybody that made like final six just was not great. The right. challenges with Deb and Tina gone, it was like Danny was able to kind of rise to power in that regard. I guess not power because it was like, uh, it's hard because at, at final six, it's like everybody decided to target her and it's like everything that she had kind of worked for socially didn't matter anymore because nobody wanted right. her to be there to win any more challenges. She was almost playing. I don't want to say too well, but it was like too obvious that she was playing the way she was. So that's why, well, you got to get rid of her. But then she yeah. kept winning, so they couldn't. Yep. But I don't know. It's interesting, stuff like that. And um, I don't know. I guess even like with, with the Tina and the, the Deb Browns, because I, I always, during the Tina and Deb Brown, you were their target. So not yeah. like you could have really flipped there to take out Danny. 
Very true. And like, I, I liked Deb and Tina. I, I was, I connected more with Deb, but Tina was very much like, like I said, I had no issue with her. It was more just like, I didn't feel like, we, I felt like there was a guard up of some kind and that we weren't connecting. We'd find topics we were able to talk about that we really enjoyed with each other. But it just seems to me that there was like a mutual disinterest in working with each other. So it's like, well, I'm not gonna randomly focus on Danny, especially when at the time Deb and Tina had been winning pretty much everything. So once they were gone and Danny was able to do that, it's like, well, I, I, I fail to see what I could have really done differently given the circumstances. Yeah, I mean, I and I'm inclined to agree. You were just in an unfortunate position. And especially both you and Danny had this problem of, you know, you're returnees, which means yeah. nothing in the context of orgs. But for some pe people do value it because like, well, you come in with technically a bit of an additional target. So if you get to the end with yeah. that target, then you can claim more credit for it. Yeah, and it was this hard situation because it's like when you watch like actual Survivor, it's like when you have specific returnees, you kind of get that like sense of, well, they shouldn't make it far because they've already had their chance. And like that doesn't really work in orcs, but people manage to kind of like find a way for it to tie in right. to the game that they're playing. And it's less of that and more of like, well, they make it to the ends, so they'll have an arc of some kind. And it's like, yeah, well... It does help that in the context of this series, yeah, the three of you didn't do all that great. Granted, you yeah. obviously start with I'm very well in other games, so like you you probably came in with probably the biggest target of the three returnees solely because of that, because people knew who you were. Yeah, and I think I I don't know. I guess the returnee status just had a way of like I don't really feel like it worked against me the entire time, but it was definitely made things a little weird. And I right. think even like because like you said, like all of us had not necessarily done like super poorly or anything in the previous seasons that we had played, but like we were kind of there because we didn't meet full potential in the series. And right. this was kind of like our second chance with that. But in my conversations with people, it kind of was like, it was less about, cause I would kind of try to play it off and I'd be like, well, I kind of flopped my first season and be like, Oh, well the arc. And it's like, you can't really win because it's like, well, if we did well, then we would come in with a target because they know that we did well in the series. And then in our case, we came in and it's like, well, we didn't do well, but if we made it to the end and had this story of doing kind of poorly in our first season to making it to the end in our second, like that'll be a reason for people to vote for us, I guess. Right, exactly. So I so I know when I'd asked you to play, then I knew it was going to be like, you know, a bit of an uphill battle, but you, you know, to your credit, you still took it. You're like, yeah, I want to play. Why not? It sounds fun. Yeah, I was excited because I feel like I really like the way you host and like I enjoy like I the really, like limited time um, that I guess I played last season. But like this was kind of like a new opportunity, I guess, just to see how far I can go. And like, I don't know, I think I get why a lot of hosts don't do the whole like partial returnee, partial newbie season. But there's just something about it that's so interesting to me because... I know I just said that like people kind of use like the whole concept of like having a character arc against you, but I just personally find those very fulfilling. Oh like, yeah, being able to kind of see you where you were arc. at. Yeah, like yeah. you get to see where you were at in one season and then see how that carries over and if it's successful or not. And I guess for me, it, I felt very fulfilled here because I made it reasonably far. I was proud of the game I played. I had a really good time. So it's like you get to compare that to an experience where last season i was honestly very stressed out like the whole blood versus water concept just made the game so hard to navigate 
And even right. if this had its own difficulties this season, I felt kind of like I got to play more like myself, I guess. And I felt less guarded than I did last season. So it was very rewarding in that aspect. Which I'm happy to hear. And, you know, from a hosting perspective too, like when I, when I want to do this twist, it was, you know, it was because of the three of you, like, like you had said, it's more so about the potential that I knew you guys had, but just couldn't really fulfill. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately it didn't really work out for Haley, but yeah. I mean, for you and Danny, clearly it's, it's great. Danny's an FTC and yeah. you know, you had you made it any further than where you are now, probably could have been an FTC as well in one. So yeah, that's awesome. Like I, I'm really happy to be able to see those arcs. I'm like I'm. I don't know about if I'm happy as, as you guys are, but I'm yeah. pretty close. I would think. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was just a very interesting experience, and I'm kind of hoping. I do feel like we're kind of like seeing this year specifically when it comes to orcs, like the possibility of like returnees and kind of like seeing how it mixes. And I find that yeah, very definitely. interesting. I think after Warriors, Natal, everybody was like, maybe <laughs> not. But like, I've always been Bless. a huge fan of that season. So I would like to well, see Well, in that. Arcana 6, it worked out, right? Yeah. That was Arcana when... Arcana 6 was yeah. very fun to watch. I think it just kind of spices up the dynamics. Yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to channel a little bit here. Although, granted, I mean, D- Daniel Shelby and Josephine, they were all definitely bigger figures True. in the Arcana yeah. world <laughs> than you three were. Yeah. No offense. No, that's that's all good. But, that's that's very right, this, true. This, yeah, this is more of like a Survivor Philippines vibe, where yeah, we had our three people who could have done better. Well, sorry, two people who could have done better, and then one redacted. But yeah, still, you know, it worked out, and I'm really happy how the season's gone, and I hope you are as well. Oh, yeah. You seemed like you're pretty happy with it. I had a very good time. Like, at, I think I was like very angry like the last round I was there, but like even right. then it was like. I don't know, sometimes like when your back is up against a wall, especially when it's this close to the end and you kind of like can realize, I guess, why people are targeting you and kind of like be like, okay, well, they're targeting me in a way that's complimentary. Like, it's not like they're like, wow, I hope Jacqueline dies. We want her to go. Like, it was more like, we can't get Danny. Jacqueline's playing. Well, let's take care of her now. And I I, I get that. So like, I mean, I, I had a great time. That's good. And it was a very, I don't want to say it's a unique situation, but it's a weird one that you don't often get to see at Final Six, where it's like, there's one person who, or well, sorry, not Final Six, Final Five, where it's like one person very clearly is like, they should go. Like, everybody knows it. And you don't always get to see the the people just kind of band together and be like, all right, we got to get rid of them. Just, you know, make it be said and done. Mm -hmm. So. You know, for for a season like this, like, for a season that also only had, I mean, it had an idol play, technically. I guess yeah. two t- idol play. I mean, the Sebastian one where he where he got rid of uh, Deb was like a true idol play because Deb wouldn't have gone otherwise. But like Ashley mm-hmm. was going regardless. The the round where she got idled out. Yeah, it's so, so funny that we all wasted our prizes with an outcome yeah. that we literally would have gotten without them. But <laughs> it's, I it's <laughs> prizes in this series just don't work. Like I mean, outside of idols, idols are fine. But like you know, you, you I had four double votes last season and none of them got used. You had your nullifier that you had for. 0.5 seconds before getting voted out. <laughs> the nullifier didn't even want. Yeah, exactly. They were like, and also, even in this game, you end up with a nullifier again. Yeah, even though, which should have been a sign that something was going to go wrong. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think I posted something in the VL, like, it's very foreboding that <laughs> she ended up with it again. I didn't go home with it this time, though. So that's... It's true. You did get to good. use it. Unsuccessfully, but it was still use. <laughs> well, Danny's vote did not count. It's Bobby John didn't have any votes against him until just this past round when Chris voted him. Yeah. 
I guess it does bring us to a, to a good point to talk about the finalists and yeah. your, I guess, your opinions on who's the left. I guess we'll start with Bobby John, so alphabetically. So I don't, I guess I'll like kind of just say this right now. I like all of the finalists. I know the kind of feeling that the jury feeling right now is that like Danny's like the obvious winner and like I get that. But I do kind of want to hear everybody out. This isn't like a final tribal council where I've already made my decision. I do think I'm leaning. Well, I guess I shouldn't say this because, like, Drew. I do. Sorry. I'm trying to okay. figure out the best way to phrase this so it's not like I'm trying to make my stance known at all. I'm going in this with a preference, but I do want to hear everybody out and kind of see where their heads are out. And I do think my mind can be changed in a way. Okay. Which I think is exciting because it's like, I don't know, I don't really think anybody's played poorly by my standards as a juror. So I'm willing to kind of give everybody a chance. As far as Bobby John, Bobby John and I talked a lot. Socially, I would say out of this final three, him and I talked the most. So I do think that's something that I probably consider when it comes to like whether or not I'll vote for him. Obviously, I was a little frustrated that I wasn't in his final three plans, but as we've kind of gone over with Chris, it kind of makes sense that I wasn't in anybody's final three plans. Um, right. I think he's played a very good social game. I think outside of a few people that he just didn't really connect with, I think that's kind of been his focus. And he told me that directly because I remember like a big part of my confusion, I was like, well, Sebastian has definitely been like the most strategic force in this merge so far. So why are you not willing to sit next to me, somebody that's played a more social game as opposed to him? And he's like, well, I don't want to sit next to somebody whose game I find somewhat similar to mine, which I guess makes sense to an extent. So I think he's kind of like relying on the connections he's made and just generally being likable to most. I know him and Danny didn't really get along, but I think outside of maybe Kelly, who I think would probably have understandable grief with him, considering that him and Ethan kind of royally fucked her over. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Kelly just got annihilated by yeah. Ethan and, and John. Yeah, I would understand from that point if she was like, no, thank you. But I mean, like, I, I don't know. Bobby John's likable. Bobby John can easily get by simply by being likable. And I think that's his strength going into Final Tribal Council. As far as Danny goes, I think Danny is also somebody that was able to kind of connect with people pretty quickly. This is just my perception. So obviously, if anybody in the jury is like, actually, I did not connect with Danny. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. But I am going based off of what everybody else was kind of telling me in the game. Um, I mean, she had like Deb and Tina, who she got along with really well. She got along with Sydney. Um, I don't know if her and Ethan necessarily got along on like a personal level, but I do think that Ethan has a lot of respect for her from what I can tell. Um, same with Ashley. Um, obviously, I got along with her really well. Her and I clicked pretty much right when we merged. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just really liked talking to her. I think we had kind of like a connection as far as like the same feelings that were kind of like the general weirdness of being like two returnees in a game. Obviously Haley was there early on, but like uh, her and I just kind of had to navigate it a little bit more. And I think that kind of brought us closer together. And obviously I know with Survivor and like fandom and whatever you want to consider it, that like winning your way out isn't necessarily considered impressive, but I feel like when you know that that's the route you have to take and you're able to succeed in that, I think that's a big deal. So I think, mm -hmm. Danny's going into this with a lot of respect for me and from a lot of other people. And I think that alone is kind of 
or strength going into it. Right. Yeah, and there's definitely, like, there are Survivor winners out there who have won where they didn't really, like, there was no other choice. Like, they kind of had to win out. Like, yeah. like a Mike Holloway and stuff like that. Yeah, and she actually compared herself to him often. I don't necessarily think that's fair just because I think her social game was better, but I do think it's, like, very similar in the sense that, like, she really had no choice. She was going to be gone if she didn't, and then she knew that. She utilized her strengths and brought herself to the end. Yeah, and you can't ask much more than that. Yeah. And then that, that does leave us with Sebastian. It so. does. I think Sebastian's biggest thing that he's going to have to overcome is the fact that people didn't really feel like they talked to him a lot. And I know for me personally, I felt like I got along with Sebastian really well. And I think I'm kind of like, I guess, I don't know what the correct word to use here for. I guess, God, what is the word? Like an outlier? Like, yeah, like you're, you might be alone in thinking that. Yeah, I might be alone in thinking that. But also it's my vote. So like... If he right. manages to impress me, then I feel like he and I had enough of a relationship where that's a possibility. I think the first idol play was very impressive. I, he didn't really have much of a choice. Right. Wait, he, he could have gone. Yeah, yeah, but I do think that like something that I hope he brings up in his final tribal council like performance is that while he obviously took himself off, Deb, I don't think was like originally his like main priority he may have like just been lying to me at the time but like him and i were talking literally as he was like talking about taking himself off because he let me know that he was going to be using an idol and he was like i don't know if deb is like the right call here like especially for you i think getting out like all these big threats is just going to kind of like create this end game that we don't want to see and i guess in a way he could have been right but but I don't know. I feel like that was definitely like a specific choice that he kind of like considered and then made, and then it single-handedly would not have happened without him. So I think he kind of deserves to get like credit for that. Right. As for the Ashley boot, I think okay. I, I mean, at this point, everybody thinks it was kind of like a silly decision, and I kind of agree in the sense that it may have been better to go after me. But I think if Ashley had still been there there's always the chance that Bobby John and Chris or anybody would have like wanted to take her to the end. Cause I just don't think that everybody else really respected Ashley's game. I personally had respect for Ashley's game, but I think I worked a lot closer to her than a lot of other people did. Right. Um, of course. But I think that was the general perception with her. So I think maybe that's not going to be something he can kind of flash around as much, but I do think that he's had strategic chops here. I think what he lacks in social game he makes up with making reasonable like strategic decisions and i think the fact that he was able to create a relationship with bobby john that kind of was strong enough for him to make it to the end despite the fact that i was desperately trying to like paint a target on his back i think is impressive in its own way i mean definitely makes sense and i guess if you don't want to you know spoil who you might be ultimately voting for i guess i'm not going to to ask you who you who you're probably rooting for the most. But I'm willing I guess to answer that, but I, I wasn't okay. sure if it was like, I don't know. Well, who are you, who would you say you're rooting for then in that case? If you I are would willing say to get right now I'm rooting for Danny, but like I said, I'm willing to hear them all out and I'm not locked into anything. I think that I would feel the most satisfied with her right now, but obviously, I, I, I mean, I'm personally somebody that believes a lot of people make up their mind about who they want to win before any of the finalists even speak. But I feel like I'm in an like, interesting situation here that I'm not always in, in the sense that I would at least be happy for any of these three to win. 
So I might as well like let them talk and kind of see what their perspective of the game has been. Which, you know, it's totally fair. And in your position, that's, I'm sure the finalists appreciate that. Because yeah. you never know what they can say. Someone can have a really good PC, someone can have a really garbage one. You never yeah. know. Plus, you never know. Sometimes people go in and like they are like the contender, and then somebody that everybody's like thought was a joke ends up like answering one question better than the rest, and they're like, "Wow, I'm really impressed by so and so's performance because I thought they would suck this entire time," right. and then like that person ends up winning. So and it snowballs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, FTC is important for any game, mm-hmm. so it'll be definitely be interesting to see how it goes here. I am, I am excited that it. Well, obviously, Danny's looking like a favorite. It's not necessarily guaranteed either way. So yeah. we should be in for a good next couple of days, and hopefully everything will, will finish off strong, just like you know the season's gone so far. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to see what everybody brings to the table. Yeah. But again, uh, definitely appreciate everything you brought to the season. I, I'm so happy to have had you back. And something that I don't think I forgot to mention to you, when I was initially thinking about this twist, I wanted to have somebody from every every season, season one, season two, season three. Yeah. And Haley and Danny were pretty quick to respond. Mm-hmm. I'd actually asked Heidi first from your season. I would because have Heidi finished pre-jury. Yeah. Yeah. And she just she couldn't do it because she had other stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. And it was convenient because I think it was during Nine Worlds or maybe it was only during Experimental. I forgot what. But we had talked to you and mentioned wanting to play again. So I'm like, huh, yeah. what if I just ask Drew? <laughs> yeah. I'm very glad that you asked. I had a great time. Yeah. I think this was... I feel like this is like one of those experiences I've been wanting because like everybody did look like they had so much fun during Arcana 6. And obviously I'm one of the rare Warriors Natal fans. Right. Like I, I was excited for the opportunity to kind of put myself in that position. And like, like I've kind of confessed about some parts of it were very weird, but some parts of it were very fun because I feel like part of why I was able to really connect with so much of this cast was because I kind of just got to be myself. And right. while they it's didn't really have a chance. Yeah, it's just very, I don't consider myself somebody that goes like super deep into Ilias, but like when you kind of just get to like be who you are and everybody already, well, not everybody, but like people in the game happen to know who you are. It's just very, I don't know. The, the small talk question of how are you, you get to go into more depth. And I think that is a great yeah, way to exactly. relationships. Right. And obviously it worked out pretty well for you, even if you couldn't get to the end. Yeah. I mean, I'm very happy with my performance. I think, especially after last season, kind of making this far, even if I didn't quite make it to the point that I would have liked to was still. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's definitely, I mean, Jacqueline has certainly been redeemed. Not that you yeah. necessarily need like redeeming, but it, it worked out like you had you had your arc like you said that you wanted to have and yeah. i feel like it's been awesome so well, glad that we got the chance yeah yeah i'm very glad i got the chance thank you for inviting me back yeah you're very welcome but i guess with that it's probably a good time to wrap it up so uh is there anything else that you wanted to say before finishing up i think that's it i also feel so much more put together than the last interview i had to do that was very <laughs> stressful but this was this was nice thank you right i'm glad it was more relaxed this time yeah. But all right. I guess with that, that's going to be it for us. So we'll be talking, uh, talking in the next one and hope you guys uh, had a good time listening. So see you in the next one. Uh, goodbye. We went through the bright Tokyo lies, nothing to lose. Summer of 2012 burnt in my mind. Hot, crazy and drunk, five in a room, singing our hearts out to Carly. Throwing drinks at each other 
I'm a bad, I'm a bad friend 